Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. Everybody, this is Toya and Eugenia, and welcome back to Woke Doctor Who. We hope you've been great since the last time we've all been together. How have you been, Eugenia? I've been okay. <laughs> we just had a very long had conversation long before this, but we're okay. We're okay now. Yeah, we need to start recording some of the uh, before and after conversations. <laughs> We have long and drawn out conversations, but we are both feeling very good now because we've gotten lots of things off of our chest. We do our girlfriend dump before we start <laughs> before we start recording. So lots of what we talked about a little earlier are going to factor into this episode, which is all about faith. Yes. <laughs> so um, we, I think we mentioned this in one of our previous episodes where we, um, I think it was our covering this last season mm-hmm. episode um, of two. So the two of us have different belief systems mm-hmm. than Christianity. Yes. I am an atheist. Yes. And I am an Abarisha and in the Ifa Orisha tradition. Yeah. And so... Um, it's been interesting for us as Americans because we, um, you know, we were definitely in the minority. Yes. <laughs> um, in in the U.S., like the U.S. is dominated by Christianity mm-hmm. very clearly. And um, the idea of faith-based legislation is something mm. that is in our conversations on a daily basis. Right. And so um, it's it's been interesting. It's interesting for us to live in this society. Yes. Um, and so, and especially because not only do we live in this society, we consume a media of a completely different society. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we're, we're going to discuss that a little bit today. Yeah. But um, just to start, um, you know, so uh, I want to hear about your okay. belief system first. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to make it as uh, succinct as possible. And so, Like I said, I am an Abarisha, which means a devotee, basically a believer um, of the Orisha. And the Orisha are the deities of a specific group of African people. So the Yoruba people of what is now known as Nigeria. And so that faith is pretty much a nature based faith. Um, The Orisha are the deities of various parts of nature so the rivers um the oceans thunder storms etc 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 um i myself am what is known as an omo ashun a child of ashun and ashun is the deity of the rivers uh and all fresh water um she's also the guiding principle of beauty of sex 
of harmony, of ecstasy, abundance, and bliss, all of those things. All of those things come with me when I enter the room. Um, and so, yes, my, I am and my daughter is um, a member of the Ifa Orisha tradition. So we are members of an African traditional religion, um, which, of course, is traditionally something that came with a group of African people. But here in the United States, of course, most black people are Christian um, and then following that Muslim. And so even among our people, we are in the quote unquote minority as far as faith is concerned. Yeah. yeah. This is very cool. I actually had never heard um like the full explanation. So that's really yeah. awesome. And I see I see so much of that energy with you, so I kind of adore that. <laughs> that's so great. Um yeah, and so for me, um I I sort of went down the stereotypical route of a lot of other scientists in that I am an atheist. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the reason it's so funny cuz I've I've talked about this over the years and my atheism has really evolved over time. Like I know that when I first um, like I'm I've always um, sort of held to the idea that atheists are like more born than than like nurtured mm-hmm. like we're more nature than nurture and for me um, the reason why I feel this way is that I have never really taken very easily to faith or belief um, I just remember um, finding out that anyone actually thought that Santa Claus was real was a shock to me because I was like well it doesn't make logical sense like to have that and then um then like I was actually raised Catholic because my mother is Catholic my father is pretty much agnostic um and so that (laughs) helps too (laughs) I guess that that helps in in breeding atheists but um the so I I was raised kind of going to church Mm -hmm. but the same time as church so church was always you know around noon on sundays and at the same time we had chinese school one to three and my parents made the decision it was more important for me to to really especially growing up here to learn about my chinese heritage and my culture and speak the language right um than it was to um you know pursue a religious uh pursue a religion and so the times that i did get to go to Catholic church was actually really fun because I thought that I remember just being like "Ooh, this is so cool looking on the inside with stained glass like they're always just very like the stations of the cross were Mm -hmm. always these really ornate works of art and I remember just being like this is so cool and I read the Old Testament just thinking oh yeah it's no different well and of course this is already where I went wrong thinking that it was no different than like um, Greek mythology (laughs) because I just didn't see the difference and so for me like religion never fit on me mm-hmm. just because I don't know some combination of how I was raised just who I am as a person anything like like my my cultural background eh, like it just never was a part of me but figuring this out about myself was a journey mm-hmm. um, and I remember I went to a very I went to school in the south uh, well in still in Virginia too yes, that's funny um but is yeah I went to school in the south and um you know it was a pretty active Christian lifestyle on campus and I remember you know when you're in college you have a lot of very strong opinions yeah. and you have a, a you're 
absolutely certain that your opinions are the right ones. So I remember like the time of my life where I was a militant atheist in quotes. Um, and it was definitely in college. And since then I've definitely, um, you know, (laughs) calmed down a lot. (laughs) And so for me, my atheism isn't anything more than just me saying, I just don't believe that there's anything beyond our life here. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in any deity guiding our everyday, um, actions, whether they be good or bad. I Mm -hmm. believe that this is it. Mm -hmm. And that's really the shape that it's taken for me. Yeah. And you know, for me, it has been a, a journey one that I consider a journey back to something. So I was a I was raised Christian. Um, my family still is. My father is a minister. Um, so I am what is known as a PK, a preacher's kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I joined the Ifa Orisha tradition as an adult, and so I had lived my entire life as a Christian. And so it is very interesting being raised in something and calling yourself something just because it's all you've ever known. It's what your parents were, it's what your grandparents were. So it's, it's what I was, you know? Um, and then making an actual decision for myself later on in life. Um, and a lot of it is actually because of who I am politically, um, culturally and how that has, kind of wrapped itself up in faith right so my entire life I have been quote-unquote militant myself but the militancy was always about blackness and about who I am as a black person as a black woman how I feel about black people in this world like that has always been the center of my life and so as I got older every part of my life had to reflect that for me And so even down to the religion I practiced needed to reflect that blackness was the center of my life. And so when I looked around at all of the peoples in the world and I thought to myself, all of these different groups of people have gods, have deities that look like them, that reflect them. And here I am worshiping a God, a deity that doesn't reflect me and who I am and who I've been, my ancestry. And I decided I didn't want that anymore. And so that is what sent me out to say, what is it that I need to be following? Because I am a person who, for whom faith is really important and it always has been. And it's always been a place that I have gotten a lot of my community. And so I still wanted that because I'm a people person and I wanted to be surrounded by community. And so, you know, my prayer started being to my ancestors and saying, what is it that you that you practiced? What is it that you believed? Open doors for me so that I can go back there um, and, and send people to me who know and who can teach me. And that's how I wound up being in this tradition. Um, it's how I wound up um, taking hoodoo back in my hands and um, practicing the traditional root work and conjure of Southern African-Americans and then practicing the actual faith tradition of people from the continent. It was another way of drawing blackness to me 
and centering it in my life and then raising my child in the same practice. So that now when she looks to her gods and her goddesses, um, our deities, when she looks at our deities, the face that looks back at her is hers, you know, and that has always been really important to me. Um, what she will do as an adult will be up to her. But I feel so good as a parent in saying that if you are asking me to show you God, what I have done is turn you toward the mirror. This is God. And that there is nothing higher than you, you know. So that's been very important to me. It's been important for me as an adult. And it's important to me to watch her. You know, of course, she's a young woman now. She's 16. So she's not a baby anymore. But raising her to believe that she is divine um and that's very important for black people because in our society of course um of course anti-blackness is global but we're two you know women from the states so in our society you know how black people have traditionally been looked at and how Christianity has been used in many ways to oppress us, how it's been used to tell us to follow your masters, um, how it's been used to tell us that, you know, we are the, the children of this child of the one who rebelled. And that's why we are being afflicted with all of these different things um, of, <laughs> we just talked about this of interracial marriage being Mm -hmm. a sin, Mm -hmm. right? Things like that. Um, And so even in what is supposed to be an egalitarian religion, even when we're looking toward our God, somehow we wound up on the bottom and that's the way it's been used. Now there are many black people who will talk about Christianity as liberation theory and that it has worked that way for some people, but for me, Mm -hmm. for me, and for my my household, if we're going to believe in anything, we're going to believe in gods who look like us. Yeah. And so it is both a religious statement and a political statement for me. Yeah. And I relate quite a bit to that idea in that um, I, you know... I was also raised to make a choice for my beliefs right? Um, because my mom, my mom made a choice to be Catholic. Mm. Like she was being raised with just this sort of standard Chinese cultural pseudo Buddhism, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was just kind of it. You know, Um, my grandmother, um, you know, towards the end, she did find Christianity and that became a balm to her. And that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my mom, you know, sort of she she looked around and she decided what it was she was going to do, what really uh, religious system she was going to follow, what belief system she was going to follow. And she made the same choice for me. Mm-hmm. And I was very I like I'm always so grateful that she did so, because, yes, it was very hard to have to sit there and say, um, you know, my belief system can't come from anyone else. It, it's almost it's a blessing and a curse, you know, for lack of a better phrase, uh, turn of phrase. But like, um, you know, it's it's great to know that what you are believing is truly what you're believing. But it's harder because you have to pick through a lot to, yes. to figure out what's you and what speaks to you and like ha- uh, what you yourself can embrace, you know, because otherwise it was just sort of trying on a outfit that just didn't fit. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and so my father allowed me that too. Like he, he was agnostic. One of the things that he used to do was when um, like the church of Latter-day Saints, like Mormons came to the house, he would ask if he could get the, the reading material 
material, read through the whole thing, and then invite them back and argue with them. That was just <laughs> like what my dad liked to do. And so he's always been firmly agnostic. And I remember at some point, my mom, who's Catholic, and him sort of butting heads because he um, had a good friend whose wife um, was uh, diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And he said... If she if she beats cancer, then I'll go to church. And my mom's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and so I just I'm I'm very grateful that my parents gave me the same choice that you have also given your daughter of like you get to decide what your belief system is. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I have no regrets about that. Like it's it's been hard, of course, um, and it continues to be hard. Um, you know, especially uh, there's a lot of confusion in um, like, I mean, not confusion, but like there's a lot of misconceptions about atheism just sort of thrown around that is, oh, that means you're godless. Well, yeah, it is because I just don't believe that there's anything there. It doesn't make me not a good person. Right. Because I'm still going to sit there and say, logically, it does not make sense for me to be a bad person. Yes. Because bad person equals bad things. Why do I want that? You right. know? And so my moral code comes from something more internal. Yeah. You know, and more um just sort of logical, rational based. And that's how it is for me. And so um yeah, all the misconceptions around that, like I really fought to be an atheist, you yeah. know, and I continue to. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that I, I just wouldn't have chosen any other path. It's so funny to me because, you know, in in the tradition, we have um, spiritual houses, which, you know, are basically your spiritual family. And they're all led by a person who is either your godmother or your godfather. In my case, I have a godmother. Um, and we talk about, we actually talk about that and about, the rationality actually of our belief of course we talk about the orisha are deities and so uh, we talk of them that way but we actually believe in the things that we can see and touch mm-hmm. right so as we say we don't believe in a big old sky daddy so <laughs> <laughs> you know Oshun is the spirit of the river. Mm-hmm. I can actually see a river. I right. can go, I can touch the water, I can feel the river. She is the property of fresh water and the water that we need to live life. That is an actual thing. That's a fact. Like we need water to live life. Yamanja is the ocean. I can go to the ocean, I can see it. Thunder and lightning happens. Like that's something that happens. Storms happen, mountains exist. The herbs and the trees exist. All of that is stuff that exists and not something we made up. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of why I think it works so well for me, right? Because one of the things we say is that the Orisha don't require your belief. Mm -hmm. You don't have to believe in in Yamanja. Just go walk into the middle of the ocean and see what happens. Like, you don't, she doesn't require your belief to exist. And so, you know, at listening to you talk, um, even though I'm not an atheist and I do believe in, in deities and gods and goddesses, um, or at least that's kind of how we would have to refer to them if we're talking in English, it's really not at odds with what I believe. It is the, <laughs> I can see this thing, I can touch this thing, I can understand this thing and know it to be fact. It is really the same for me, right? right? I can go outside and I see trees, I know they exist. Mm-hmm. I have stood outside in a storm so i know the winds exist i know the rains exist i know the rivers and the oceans exist so i am not forced to 
believe in something that I cannot see and put in my faith in something that I cannot see. And one of the Orisha, um, Orisha itself is means selected head, selected heads, sorry. Ori means head. And so Ori, your Ori is one of the Orisha and your Ori basically just means your highest self. Hmm. And so the Ori is the head of the Orisha. So there is nothing higher than you. You know, the saying is that none of the Orisha can bless you unless you accept it um, or unless you decide that you want it. And one of the prayers, the things we say in the prayers is all good things come from my Ori. Everything Mm -hmm. that has ever happened good to me, all of my blessings, if I have children, if I have money, all of those things are because my Ori willed it. And there's something to there's something powerful about kneeling before yourself Mm -hmm. and saying that all of the good things in my life were because I did it. Right. Yeah. Which is so opposite of what you're taught in Christianity, which is, you know, if you're given anything good, it's because God blessed you with it um, because Jesus allowed it. And you yourself are a sinner. You know, you, you are the lowest of the low and you have to ask for forgiveness all the time. Mm -hmm. That's nothing like, we don't ask for forgiveness. The Orisha do not hand out forgiveness. We do not go to confession. What you do in your life, you will pay the consequences mm-hmm. of it. Bad or good. And so it's empowering. It is um, your moral code, again, really is we're supposed to look for Iwa Pele, Iwa Pele, which is gentle character. But what you think gentle character is, what you think balance is, what you think sweetness is, that's up to you, mm-hmm. you know? And so it is a much different way of approaching the world than, you know, the 10 commandments or that God says I have to do because again, we don't believe in hell. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go to hell if I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. So removing the fear from faith is a huge thing, you know, and this is just for me, but as a Christian, the vast majority of it was about, the fear, the fear of going to hell, the fear of being wrong, the fear of disappointing God, the fear of falling prey to Satan, Mm -hmm. you know, um, removing fear from your life is, is miraculous in itself. I found. So it is interesting. I don't think that I've ever really sat even with Eugenia, like I've not sat with her and said, so what does it mean to be an atheist? Mm -hmm. Tell me, you know, (laughs) so hearing you talk about it now and thinking to myself, that's really not at odds (laughs) with, with what we believe is, is so interesting to me. Um, But I think that's because for some, to some degree in this country, you just assume Christianity. Yep. And if you don't assume Christianity, then you think, okay, so then you must be Muslim or Jewish. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things that come to mind. Right. And if somebody says, I'm not any of those things, then the, the next thing you jump to is atheist really. So, but there are so many other ways of being as far as faith is concerned. Right. And there's no, even within atheism, there is no one atheism. Yeah. You know, and there never will be like, and for me, I haven't really sought a lot of community with atheists because I just don't see it that way. You know, like I see it as a very personal relationship with me and this world that I live in. And that's, that's just kind of it. You know, like I don't necessarily think that I will ever find another atheist that has the exact same 
same um, belief system as me because there's nothing codified about it. That's right. the point. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's just a really personal thing. Yeah. And it's been really interesting because we were actually just having this conversation before we started recording. Um, it As someone, as people that do have like um, non-Christian belief systems, it's been very interesting to, to sort of step back and look at the media that we watch mm-hmm. here in the U.S. Um, so I was, I was saying that I've just recently gotten into American Horror Story, <laughs> and I was saying that I first watched the Apocalypse season because, I don't remember why, but I think I was very excited that B.D. Wong was in it at all, and mm-hmm. then the whole aesthetic, I was like, this is so pretty, because it was this sort of like pseudo-Victorian thing, mm-hmm. and everyone was wearing purple, and I was like, okay, I like this. Um, and so, got into that season and then went back just recently and watched uh, Murder House mm-hmm. and it's been it was funny um, you know and I like I really like that show and I also really like that show The Good Place you mm-hmm. know and seeing that these are these are shows that we're all talking about right now um, and looking through these shows and really picking out where the religion is in all of them, where the Christianity is in all of them. Mm-hmm. And it is baked right in. Yes. You know, <laughs> so one of the, the core points of both Murder House and um, Apocalypse is the Antichrist. Yes. You know, like that's, that's a, like a Christian belief system. Yes. You know, that is a Christian belief right there. And then the whole point of the good place is in fact Christian belief systems. Yes. And so it's like, I'm never not going to like these shows, but because, you know, because this Christianity is baked, is so baked into these, it does. There are things that do leave people with alternate belief systems out. Like yeah. I definitely go, oh, that's really interesting from sort of like a, um, like almost a, what's a word, like an uh, archaeological yes. perspective of like, <laughs> oh, look, look, this is what um, this belief system is. And this is what these people believe. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't that cool? But I have not or had not felt in any way um, sort of like centered as an atheist, as someone with an alternate like non-Abrahamic religion belief system until I jumped over the pond. No, that's not how you say it. Yeah, across the pond. Across the pond and like really started digging into British media. Yeah. So the alternate example, and we're going to get into the Doctor Who in a bit, but I've also been watching Father Brown. Which I love. Yes, I do too. And it's so funny to me that a show that has as its center a Catholic priest Mm -hmm. as the main character that takes place within a church pretty much in a lot of it uh, and uh, within the sort of um, like sort of cultural trappings of Mm -hmm. a church is far more atheist friendly (laughs) than anything we have here in the US. It's been very very interesting to see. Yeah. And um, you know ever since um, you know, this past season of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. seeing that last episode, the Av Kalos one, mm-hmm. which really just comes right out and say, hey, you know, even the most powerful can blindly follow down the wrong path, yeah. you know? Even, like, faith of the the best and the most powerful and the strongest can be led astray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really, really interesting to sort of take a look now and compare just between the U.S. and the U.K. how different the media is around yeah. this idea of faith and religion and Christianity. Yeah, I was telling Eugenia that I just think you know uk and and by extension the rest of europe is just much friendlier to atheism than we he we are here in the states like it's as if people 
automatically assume there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. if you're an atheist right. and that you're bad like you're 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 evil automatically if you don't believe in jesus um and i know that that's happened to me and i'm not i'm not even what i'm not even an atheist i just am part of a different religion mm-hmm. but the minute you say um yeah i don't believe in the devil i don't believe in hell i don't uh, you know i'm not a follower of christ i'm not a christian you yourself are the antichrist right right <laughs> you know right um and and it's funny because when i was coming up in church there was there is the antichrist and then there are things that are antichrist you know <laughs> and so <laughs> so you know i am not the antichrist <laughs> but if you ain't christian then you antichrist you know so like <laughs> It's either either you're one of us or you ain't, you know, us or them, you know. And so, yeah, the minute that I was no longer a Christian to friends and family, I am Mm anti-Christ, you know. And I was actually asked by a family member, what do you have to say to those of us who think you're going to hell? And I was like, nothing. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could say because I love you, I'm sad that you're sad. Mm-hmm. But you can't scare me with hell because I don't believe in <laughs> hell. So, like, I don't literally have anything back to say to you. But, yes, I, I do think that in other parts of the world, atheism is more accepted as an option, as mm-hmm. a as in itself a belief system, than it is here in America where we're supposedly... A country of religious freedom right and religious freedom would include the freedom to not have a religion right <laughs> you know right. um but somehow and particularly now in the the culture cultural conflama that we're in right now um religion is so shoved into mm-hmm. the forefront of everything even though we're supposed to be um a place of religious freedom and to have christians who are above and beyond in the majority mm-hmm. here screaming that they are being oppressed <laughs> it's the just war on laughable <laughs> right the war on christmas when christmas starts earlier and earlier right. every single year it's pretty year. much already started it's, it's, you know that once Halloween gets here, it's Christmas. Yeah. Like, and I actually say that to Sarai because Christmas is my favorite thing. And it's my favorite time of year. And so I'm like, literally, the holidays go Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah, Solstice, Christmas, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's Day, Christmas. Like, I like it's literally Christmas for like... November the 1st to like January the 6th. I started describing all the holidays as some version of Christmas. And so Halloween is spooky Christmas. Yes. Um, Thanksgiving, my favorite. Turkey Christmas. Food Christmas. Yes. Food, <laughs> food Christmas. Christmas. And then the last one is just Christmas. Yeah. That, that's like, and then Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Now that really, it really is what it is. And so Christmas, although we all know that, you know, it has pagan origins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, really is a huge celebration of jesus right (laughs) like yay happy birthday jesus although um it's funny that we are such a quote-unquote christian society when i find very few people who are actual christmas uh, christmas Christmas. (laughs) actual christians but you know there are many holiday christians Mm -hmm. and then there are many people who are christian in name Mm -hmm. but actually behaving 
yeah the way you're supposed to behave if you're a christian um actually going to church every single sunday actually following all of the commandments and you know being right. christ-like i find very few people yeah. who are actually doing that i know a very small handful yeah and um yes. those are and the main thing and is some that ain't christian right and that's the thing like <laughs> the people are most christ-like right and so like i i definitely have an affinity towards a lot of the i'm spiritual not religious people yes but in fact i do know quite a few christians like a a, a small handful of them that i'm like these are really good people yes. i would never describe them as any religion yeah. but like i you know they're good people they're yeah. very good people you yeah. know and i think that that's great but most of the people so like i live in my neighborhood there's a catholic church and they're the worst drivers out of all of them like <laughs> and i i'm always just like almost like i run in my neighborhood and like i will almost get run over by them and be like what really like are you so pious now like you feel so blessed that you don't even have to acknowledge a stop sign jesus or, like, would not be okay with you hitting me with your car how, what would uh, what would jesus drive like <laughs> 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 and so like it just sort of like I, I see so many examples. Mm. I see more examples of Christians not being Christ-like yes. than anyone else not being Christ-like, yeah. you know? And so it's just, they, this is the fundamental issue of any society that tries to claim a religion as yeah. their base religion, you know? Yeah. And it's been very, it's the idea of what, like, religion looks like religion and atheism and non um religious beliefs or non like uh abrahamic religions religious beliefs look like across the world is very interesting right because yeah. we have the uk that seems to be far more accepting of atheism mm -hmm. we have china that is just like eh, we don't like anything <laughs> right. that's religion or culture so just meh um and then uh we have like uh egypt you know mm -hmm. and the middle east that is very much a Muslim, Muslim. society mm -hmm. and so it really varies you know yeah. and it's been very interesting to sort of see what those media like I almost feel like you can tell more from the media that those places put out mm. than the actual like um, claiming of the religion you know yeah. and so if you were to look at our media like we've been saying Ours is a Christian country yes. because our media is Christian. Yes. If we look at the UK, it's not necessarily a Christian country. It's a far more accepting one because look at the media. Most of it is just not. I just not classified it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even the shows literally called Father Brown and yes. Vicar of Dively. You yes. know, like uh, yes. they're they're really they're really great and they're really not that Christian. You and know, I love that. I'm watching Call the Midwife right now, oh, the yeah. latest season, um, because new episodes are up on Netflix and and that's even the same there. And it's in, you know, in the nunnery for, yeah. for lack of a better term, you know, the nuns of Nanasa's house and then the nurses who work with the with the nuns. And so everybody in it is not a nun. Everybody in it doesn't even have a religion because one of the nurses actually maybe more than one but at least one of the nurses is an atheist mm -hmm. so you're right like even in another show that is literally set in a faith community yeah there's the atheist person right. who's there and is shown to be a good and solid and wonderful woman yeah. like she is not shown as being evil or being lesser than any of the other people nuns included she is a needed and loved 
part of the community. I have to watch more of that show. It's hard because it makes I me love, cry. I like, cry every single time. episode. Oh, I can't. Um, sometimes it's from joy, but yes. most of the times it's because somebody baby dad. <laughs> And I cry every time. And so, yes, I have to watch them slowly. Like, <laughs> one episode and then several days in between right. and then the next episode. Right. So, um, but yes, you're right. Even in even in that case where it's literally set inside of a church mm-hmm. to some degree, they even have the room there for the people who are atheists or people who just have different religions. Yep. Because you see people in every episode who might not be Christian, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So, yeah. And speaking of. At some point, we're going to have to get it around to Doctor Who. <laughs> so, yes. So, Doctor Who is a show, yet, you know, yet another show in uh, this British media yes. that has put out a very, you know, varied, very varied, <laughs> varied perspective on religious beliefs, you yeah. know? And so, um, we can go back all the way to, I mean, I think that we tend to cherry pick, you know, but it's basically cherry picking on what we remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. It's like, so these are the episodes that come to mind because right. there are a billion of them. Right. So. And so the first one is actually one of my favorite episodes slash episode arcs of all time, mm. which is the impossible planet slash the Satan pit. Mm-hmm. And this is back when um, David Tennant, yes. when 10 was the doctor. Hey, and oh, I just rewatched it yesterday because I had to go back and rewatch one of the other sort of faith episodes. Mm. And then was like, well, I'm just going to watch this one because it's been a while. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So in it, Oh, it's okay. So, um, for those of you who haven't seen, um, so the the premise of this episode is that they, uh, the Doctor and Rose land on this space base, mm-hmm. space base, and um, it is one that is hanging over, like just still over a black hole, yeah. which is impossible, thus the impossible yes. planet. Right. Um, and so they, they end up on the space base, they lose the TARDIS because that's of usually course. how everything yep. starts. And then... As they're on this planet that this episode actually introduces the Ood as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They find that there is a being. Yes. That is imprisoned on this planet that is keeping it in stasis in space above this impossible, like impossibly above this black hole. Yep. Um, And so throughout all of this. It's a great opportunity to talk about religion yes. in this show, and it hasn't shied away from it. So several times within the episode, the doctor is asked, do you believe in the, de- uh, the devil? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Satan? Because this creature that's trapped, yeah. like the Satan pit, yes. is most likely the devil. The devil, yes. You know, um, we don't know which religion's devil. It's supposed to exist before time. Mm-hmm. And so before the doctor's, like, entire race existed and they're infinitely supposed to be infinitely older than humans right so yeah like this is a infinitely old creature that is that looks a great deal like the christian devil is the devil yeah 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 and so um in it there's this so throughout um the doctor keeps getting asked by rose by anyone do you do you believe in satan do you believe in the devil like do you have a religious belief and he makes this wonderful speech where it seems like things are over because they they go down to the pit because of course they can't stop themselves because you know what is a great what is a great um reaction to religion what is it what it is what is it to be truly human it's to be curious yes and so this episode really did 
put sort of in a, like in two hands, in two opposite hands, curiosity versus religion. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love this episode so much. But in it, there is actually a speech where the doctor makes where he's asked, like, what do you think? What do you believe? Do you believe in Satan? He's like, I don't, I don't know, really. Like, yeah. I, I believe I haven't seen everything, yes. you know? And I remember that, like I, I, like, I was sitting there going, why is this one of my favorite episodes? And I realized it's because of that speech. Yeah. And, like, we might, I might find it and, like, include it in the show notes or something like that because it's just so yeah. wonderful. And for me, like, I think, when, how old was I when, when did that season actually air? It was a long time ago. Yeah, they were. Was, like, 10 years they ago. They were, like, the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, So I was probably in my early 20s at that point or in my 20s at that point. Mm -hmm. And so hearing that even then, I was like, I feel seen, you know, and like it's we don't talk about this a lot. Like it's because, you know, like the media that we consume in the U.S. is so just sort of uniformly Christianity based. 13 years ago. Oh, my God. 13 years. So I was 25. Yeah. June 3rd, 2006. Wow. um, Was when the impossible planet. Yeah. And so even I was older at that point, but I was probably right there going between my militant atheism phase to my now more. I am an atheist. It's cool. Whatever phase. And I think like for me seeing that speech, it's really, really vital in yeah. like my progression as a human mm-hmm. and as an atheist to go, okay, like people do accept the way that I think. People do think the way that I think that like I can't decide. I can't figure out like what that there is anything beyond us because all I've seen is, is this. this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And to see it come from a show like Doctor Who is really great. Yeah. I, and I think... I think that that was beautiful and very kind of scientific mm-hmm. in the way that you that, that that he said it, which is very much like, I know what I can see. I mm-hmm. know what I can feel. I know what I can touch, which we just kind of discussed. Um, and it, it also leaves room for saying, I can't say that it's not that thing because I haven't seen yes. everything in all of the universes and all of time and space. Um, And one of the things, one of the reasons why this kind of speech speaks to me is because I believe that each set of people has the things that are right for them, Mm -hmm. right? And so each what's right is based on what you see, what you have seen in your life, what you know to be true in your life um, and what your people know to be true. It's funny because you said a little earlier that you thought that the Bible was just like Greek mythology. Yeah. And I kind of laughed because I was like, it is. Yeah. Like to me, each religion, right, is a mythology. And Mm -hmm. it's like, here's the story that this group of people wrote about what the world is and how it started and how we should act in it. Um, And there's something very beautiful about this show even leaving room for that and I think it shows up all the time not even in just these episodes which we're going to talk through about here are the things that we these episodes specifically talked about faith but it's kind of a through line for Doctor Who in general that each week you're going to meet a different group of people and this different group of people is going to have their mythologies about what the universe is and how we exist in it and how we should work 
through it and seeing the doctor interact with those different groups of people every single time, right? There's something beautiful about having a central character who basically isn't really saying, I mean, except for when he's running up against the monsters, of course, (laughs) but he isn't really saying that this way of believing is any better than this way of believing. It is just these people believe this Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to exist in that. Um, But there's something very... Even though we've talked about how British shows and Doctor Who leave room for for atheism and, and different ways of belief more so than Americans do or tend to do. It's very interesting that this creature in this episode is referred to as the devil. Mm-hmm. So there does have to be some degree of, even if you don't believe right in christianity there is some assumed knowledge Mm -hmm. of christianity and an understanding of who satan is and what the devil is and this idea that there actually is one and that the devil has existed since time immemorial or before time in the time before time Mm -hmm. um and that these mythologies these stories would have been created around this creature so even then it's kind of like you know we're not quote unquote christian right but in most religions aside from christianity there is not the devil so we're still having the assumption right that this creature even exists right and i think that the doctor being unwilling to say this is the the satan or the devil devil. is actually (laughs) really really vital you know i think that because yeah like any any like media or any like creative like venture that comes out of any society needs the touch points in that society to make yeah. it se- make sense, yes. right? And so, yeah, the devil and the Satan, Satan are really recognizable. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, and I really love that because we're we're seeing it through the Doctor and Rose's eyes, yes. right? So the Doctor being unwilling to say that's is the, the devil, devil yeah. is important. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, like I'm not gonna name this yeah. Lucifer. I'm right. not saying this is actually the devil. Oh, we should. Oh, we should have a whole episode on Lucifer. Oh, ooh, I, which I haven't seen. And every single time <gasps> you post about it, I all oh I my think God. is, that's scary. Please watch Lucifer. Yeah, I will. I will. Sidebar, <laughs> totally on <all> topic. But <laughs> Anyways. I will, I will advocate for Tom Ellis. Okay. T- okay. I, so next, going the, back. Yes. So next, <laughs> yeah. moving to something that is, in fact, not a Christian belief, yes, yes. is the episode, The Fires of Pompeii. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes, I think and so. So that was the first time that we actually saw Peter Cavaldi in the show. And Yay! Amy. And Amy. Yes. Yeah, so that's Karen true. Gillen, I forgot yeah. about that. That she was one of she the was, little uh, one oracle of the, the, chicks. Yeah. Yes. Like, I was like, a oracle priestess, but chicks. an oracle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so she wasn't playing Amy. No. And he wasn't playing the doctor. Right. But those actors didn't yeah. pop up. Yeah. 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 And so in that one, we see an alternate, like a yes. non-Christian based belief yes. system. And um, I, I really 
like this this episode actually shares a more of a common thread with all the other ones we're going to mention mm. um because it's the idea of blindly following mm-hmm. um of of building a belief system around something and blindly following it not knowing that that belief system has been taken over <laughs> by aliens <laughs> Always. And so in this episode, um, I'm trying to remember because it's been actually a while since I've seen this one. Yeah. They they go to the day, they, they go to Volcano Day. Yes. Um, on Pompeii. And um, they find that all of these religious sects have popped up around um, the, like, in the area. Yes. And they all have been inhaling the volcano. Yes. And they all are psychic. Which, hey, that's kind of interesting, you right. know. If if, if religion, yeah, if religion gave me the ability to to be psychic, I'd have to decide whether I wanted religion or not. But right. it doesn't, so I'm not making that decision. <laughs> right. But so this, um, what this ends up being is, um, like I said, like a religious belief system that is cropped up around an an, an invader, yeah. you know, that uh, around an alien that should not be there. Yeah. And so at the end of the episode, they have to decide whether to actually let the like let the volcano explode and mm-hmm. kill all these people in Pompeii, mm-hmm. or let these um, leeches, uh, these um, these uh, invaders, and uh, continue to yeah. leech off the uh, the society there. The yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what what kind of statement is that making about faith? Right. Yeah. That that it is it is kind of you know compared to invaders to leeches um to things that are feeding off of you Mm -hmm. right um and what that says about what you think about faith um and that all of the people are like you said blindly following it and don't realize Mm -hmm. that they are being eaten basically that something is feeding off of them Yeah, yeah they're being consumed and so that that there is something that is feeding off of them and that is a very kind of a cynical way yeah. to see faith um it kind of makes me giggle because yeah. i have my certain beliefs about uh certain faiths having come from them <laughs> um but but yeah it, it says something to me about the way religion is seen um particularly over there in a yeah. society where it is much less based on religion um having it shown as something like you're basically allowing yourself to be consumed right. by something outside of you and you're getting something in return right oh, they're yeah, getting we always do though ability. yes right. we always exactly. do right you and might get community you might get a sense of calm of like of the peace. things that happen yeah so and to believe and in many religious beliefs you believe that you know best right yeah. or that you are the special ones mm-hmm. right and so there is there's some joy, there's some comfort that comes from feeling like you are the special ones to God, mm-hmm. right? Even though all the other people in the world exist, you and this small group, um, you are the ones that God likes the best, right? <laughs> right. right. So, I mean, I know that at least in, in Christianity, that's part of what you get in exchange that um, you have a special relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know him, you know God and so <laughs> um but you don't really you don't really think 
about the other side of it and and what is being what you are exchanging mm-hmm. for that special relationship and i think that's kind of what is being shown here yep. like yes you have you have these psychic abilities now you've gotten these you know this special relationship this special gift but what have you paid for it with right like what have you given in exchange yeah right and we even see at the end of the episode that this family that got saved yeah. by the doctor and donna ends up worshiping the doctor and donna <laughs> so they just replace it yeah but i mean there's something very there's something very human about that about needing to believe in something beyond you mm-hmm. um because we know of course we know a lot through science but there's also always so much we don't know right. about the universe and about how things work and about what happens after this because mm-hmm. again this is what we've seen and it's all we've seen and it's all we know as far as we know, right? right? And so you look for something that seems to know more than you. Right. And it's been, it's funny because just maybe what, a couple weeks ago mm. um, when they had that Area 51 thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of discussion around, you know, aliens. Yeah. Do aliens, do the existence, does the existence of aliens make religion and God obsolete Obsolete, or wrong or whatever like that and it's it's so funny because this is a show doctor who is a show that's about an alien yes you know and that's you know a nationwide obsession a nationwide shared language Mm -hmm. you know that has now jumped to other nations yes uh, uh, across the world yeah and it's very very interesting that that question of does the existence of the doctor that you're seeing on this show make god obsolete you know and that's it's funny because that is a conversation that happens a lot Mm, in the u.s of like you know is the stuff they're hiding and like i'm yeah this is i'm totally being cynical around this but is the stuff that they're hiding at area 51 stuff that's going to come out and make all the the like you know religions make all the churches upset kind yeah. of thing and that's yeah. why they're hiding it you know it, it's i've i've listened to a lot of people say this stuff and so it's really funny to me to see how much like because there's a Doctor Who there and because mm. that culture grew up with a Doctor Who that they're not having those conversations that we're having here. Yeah, I mean, the Doctor, considering that he lives, I guess I shouldn't say outside of time and space because he actually lives very much inside of time and space. Yeah. But the fact that the Doctor, and I'm saying he now only because I'm thinking of David Tennant, but right now the Doctor is she. Yeah. Um, but the the fact that the Doctor can jump time, can jump through space, can go outside of the laws of physics as we know them, the Doctor defies our science and our religion, mm-hmm. really, right? Because what would God look like if beings like time lords exist right um and at some point you know the doctor has all these different names and one of them is the lonely god Mm -hmm. so if the doctor himself is a deity or seen as a deity by some of the societies which he's touched does that mean that who we think of as like the judeo-christian god does not exist above that um is that God just another alien from some other society that we know nothing about? You know, how do we know that God ain't a time Lord? (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, even was it was it a river who said that when you're you're you know reading the fairy tales and stuff, a lot of the time th- those things and the stories are the doctor. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, do you remember kind of what I'm what I'm talking about? But it's it's some it's not particularly in those words. Mm-hmm. But what she's saying is we have all of these stories, and it always turns out to be to him. be him. Yeah, I remember that. Now. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it always <laughs> turns out to be him. So where is the line then? Like, right. how do we know that all of these mythologies that we've created across the world for how? time began how the world was created and so forth and so on were not um at some base level some some time lord or time lady right <laughs> has, right has um has visited us and given us a story you know right and something that doctor who has done so well is really make the case that belief and faith l- exist outside of a accepted religion yeah you know yeah they they exist completely out of it to the point that you see the doctor get inserted as the thing that people are believing yes. and having faith yes. in and in fact um one of the other faith episodes um the i always called the minotaur one but it's Mm. the god complex Mm. in fact the reason that they got pulled into this like this uh minotaur prison Mm -hmm. is because amy because of amy's faith in the doctor yes and that's so interesting that the show keeps making that point and because that point is never made here in the u.s in our media yeah you know like there's only like it's so funny because i'm gonna uh so uh, in the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. um, I, there's a moment <laughs> where, oh God, it's so funny, um, where uh, they these humans have finally seen for the first time Loki and Thor, and um, and they uh, like Black Widow is telling uh, Captain America like, okay, be careful. These these guys are basically gods, you mm-hmm. know, because they're Asgardians. They're yes. they're uh, what is it? Nordic, not Nordic. What is it? Viking gods? What are they? That's Nordic. Nordic gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's another word. Yeah, Thor I'm, and Loki are are they're Nordic. Yeah, Norse. Norse. I, the word yeah, I was thinking yes, was Norse, Norse not Nordic. But yes. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he goes, and this is the. the the all oh, bless his little heart the most bless his little hardest thing was he goes there's only one god ma'am <laughs> yeah sure captain america we love you but oh my god <laughs> oh you poor thing but yeah so um like decidedly we are constantly in the u.s making the case that there is only one one belief in one faith yes and that's only the only accepted one is the faith in God, you yes. know, and the show. I love Doctor Who so much for making the case that nope, belief and faith are something that are part of us yeah. that exist Outside that would exist that. even if there were no religions because they even existed when there was no religion. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that, like you said, that theme keeps happening over and over again. You know, at one point it was Martha's job just to go around right. the world and spread the story of the Doctor so that all of the people would believe in him and mm-hmm. would put their faith in him and would call on him. Right. And so that, that is just kind of a through line yeah. um, in the show that yes, faith and belief and the desire to believe in something outside of yourself are just very human things mm-hmm. and they don't have to be connected to an organized religion. Right. Um, 
like even if what we put our faith in is science like mm-hmm. we have to believe something right right um and so yeah having himself or herself um yeah. as the center of of belief is basically what doctor who is about right that you know we can trust that the doctor will always show up mm-hmm. you know the doctor is a very godlike character yeah um so even when we're not calling the doctor the lonely god or whatever the doctor is the savior character you know the the messiah character yep. really like a, a an entity that will come back to life over mm-hmm. and over and over again mm-hmm. right that he does not die really mm-hmm. that he just changes face that he's resurrected over and over and he's always going to be good and he's mm-hmm. always going to come like there's no time that you're going to call the doctor and he isn't going to show up mm-hmm. and he doesn't necessarily show up when you think he's going to so there's that saying in the church about god that says he may not come when you want him but he's always right on time like mm-hmm. that's how that's interesting <laughs> yep so that's that's, that's kind of how the doctor shows up. The funniest thing is that that same line happens in literally Lord of the Rings. <laughs> where Gandalf says a wizard is never late. He always resi- arrives precisely when he needs to. Well, that's to. very Christian. Like, is. That is very Christian. And J.R.R. Tolkien was, was in very fact Christian. very yeah. Christian. So yeah. that story is very Christian. I'd actually never heard that line outside of the context of Lord yeah, of the Rings. There, there's, a whole, there's a whole song. It's called um, On Time God. Um <laughs> I'm gonna sing it real quick, right? Um, I hope we ain't gonna get in trouble. I'm just gonna sing a little part, but it, it, it just says like, "He's an on-time God, yes he is. He's an on-time God, yes he is. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God, yes he is." <laughs> so that's the I song. Love that. <laughs> So that's like, that's one of those things that people say all the time that, you know, that we don't own time, that we don't know exactly when the right time is, but God always does. Mm. And that's, there's something very much doctorish yes. about that. Yes. You know, they very he much so. always shows up right in the nick of time mm-hmm. um, to run to the rescue. And the funny thing is, though, in opposition to God, because, you know, what we're taught to believe about God is that God is omnipotent and God is omniscient. So God knows everything, right? The doctor never knows everything. Okay. So the doctor is very clever and the doctor can usually figure it out, but the doctor never goes into the situation knowing everything that needs to be known. He kind of bumbles his way through um, and winds up at the right position eventually. But yeah, that it's it's funny to me that the doctor nine times out of ten doesn't even know where he's going. Like he just shows up somewhere. Oh, I didn't mean to go here, but I wound up here, so I guess this is where I am needed. Um, so yeah, having him be the on time God, but not omniscient, so he doesn't even know that he's on time. <laughs> he just kind of falls into it on time. Um, is is all is always very interesting. So yeah, it's it's something very ancient about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not that Christianity isn't old, right? But there's so many other religions that are older than Christianity. And so, for example, in our religion, the deities are not perfect and they are not flawless, mm-hmm. right? So they can be tricksters, they can make mistakes. They are they're very human. In, in many ways and that that is kind of 
replicated in other religions so like the norse gods and goddesses are not perfect mm-hmm. right the same in like greek <laughs> and roman the opposite myth- right <laughs> and greek and roman mythology those deities were not perfect yeah and so there's something very ancient about the doctor that he winds up in the right position he winds up doing the right things but the doctor is not without faults the doctor is not perfect the doctor is not always right mm-hmm. so yeah it feels very ancient like yes. he's almost kind of an ancient religion yes, onto himself well and the time lords yeah. are supposed to have existed since the beginning of yes, time yeah so way before all of, of this stuff yes yeah yes. and i love that um the show is constantly um really just sort of it's keeping to its own vision right because yeah, its own yeah. vision is that look he's infinitely old but very kind and also very powerful and very smart and he'll figure it out yes like i just love that yes. that's that's how you can describe every doctor yep 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 even the grumpy one. yes even like, the grumpy deep one. down he was kind right right <laughs> yeah but yes and so um one of the things that so when we came to this most recent season mm-hmm. this most recent season we actually saw i think like i think i pointed out two episodes like on our little organization board yes we have notes <laughs> yes we have notes um two episodes that are really very much faith-based yes. you know there was the witch finders episode mm-hmm. and the battle of avkalos i always forget which combinations of words mm. are there but in addition to that we see uh we saw the frog god person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thing whatever thing. it was yeah the, i forget what what we came to the conclusion the that name that of it was, was. right yeah. um yeah. so and that one is a very much like faith and belief sort of thing yeah and then we also had this what i think one of the very first times um we're seeing um well no not not very first times because in fact in the god complex we had a muslim character mm-hmm. and uh and so that was really great to yeah, see yeah. but we also saw the even within our own history the divisions that have been yes. caused by not only imperialism which we've covered yes. but religion but as well religion, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. um in the uh demons of the punjab yes. episode yes you know and so I this was a heavily faith-based thing, which I wouldn't have thought about if we hadn't been doing right. this episode. Yeah, right. And so it's really timely that we're sitting that yeah. we're talking about it now because I was like, more and more when I look back at that this past season, there is a lot in yeah. there about faith and belief and religion. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering why this this season itself would have been so heavily faith-based not particularly christian-based just lots of questions about faith and belief and religion and i wonder if that has something to do with the fact that this season was so much more diverse in many ways than any of the other ones not only in front of the camera but behind Mm -hmm. and um so like i was saying earlier religion as mythology of all of these separate groups of people and so when you get different kinds of people behind the scenes different kinds of people writing different kinds of people contributing um different kind of faces in front of the camera i think you somehow automatically wind up talking about religion and belief and faith because those things are so much a part of who you are so even if you're not legitimately talking about your religion Mm -hmm. right because I'm not saying that there's absolutely an episode about this is our Christianity episode and this is our Muslim episode and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're talking about different groups of people, 
you're automatically talking about their religion or their faith or the lack thereof because that's so much a part of who we all Mm -hmm. are culturally right you know and i think you just bring that part of yourself to the table yeah to the table when you are um when you're allowed to participate, when you're invited to participate, you bring all of those different parts of yourself. Yeah. And the part, the teeny tiny side of me that is just a little bit optimistic because Mm -hmm. I'm not in general an optimistic (laughs) person, um, is, is hopes that this, that the trend that we've seen with this season of Dr. Who Mm. is that we as a global society Mm -hmm. are trying to move to an age where we're, We'd, where we're making an effort to understand each yes, other. Yes, yes, I, I, I really hope I that hope. that's the case, <laughs> you know? Hope. And when seeing the show streamed into our living rooms or computers yeah. <laughs> um, on a weekly basis, like, I think these things move the, the um, what's the word, the arrow over yeah. just a little bit yeah. in that direction. Um, I will say that, like, like many other British media, in fact, that this show has yet to really represent any one of the Jewish faith Mm. um, or Judaism. Actually, Judaism comes up a little bit in the impossible planet Satan pit uh, arc, but only in passing, you know? And so since we've already been here with uh, Harry Potter, like the fact that there really are no Jewish characters Mm. in Harry Potter. And now that fantastic beasts has created some but Mm -hmm. not done a great job as being a uh franchise yeah (laughs) but like uh, like i wonder i would like to see what judaism and uh people of the characters of the jewish faith would look like on dr yeah Yeah, like what what would that be in this show and i wonder why i wonder why that is i i don't think that has really occurred to me i don't Mm -hmm. think i really thought about that um hmm yeah. 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 And it's funny because so I actually went to uh, Brandeis um, mm-hmm. for grad school. And so I was, you know, I was only there for a year, a little over a year. And, but like the it is in it is a Jewish university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's something that is always in the back of my mind of like, yeah. why are there no Jewish people? You know, yeah. like like we talk a lot in like we. <laughs> I'm pretending I'm British now, apparently. (laughs) No, the British are always talking about Remembrance Day and wearing the, what is it, the not the poppy. What is the flower? Um, I thought it was the poppy. It was, is it a poppy? Okay, I'm bad at flowers. I'm very bad at flowers. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, they're always talking about fighting in this war yeah. where the the main the main issue of the war was the attempted genocide of yes, the Jewish of the people. Jewish people yeah. And there was a huge loss of life for British for the British people. Yes. And so and th- this is something that's so much a part of their culture. Why are the people not in their media? Yeah. I I mean of course, we wouldn't know because no, we, we are don't. not British. We're but, just sort of, you know. But but we're throwing that out there. That yeah. is that is a question for me, and I wonder sometimes if it has to do with all of that and yeah. how dicey the subject still is all of these years later. Maybe, um, and how much guilt and shame is involved with a yeah. lot of this still, mm-hmm. so many years later, because there are still people who are alive who right. live through that time, um, and that maybe they're just feeling a little. Mm-hmm iffy about how to even address those kinds of things but yeah you know people do not disappear just because you don't talk about them right so that doesn't mean they do not exist right um but it is very interesting to me that you know out of 
the major faiths that Judaism is the one who that really hasn't gotten much representation on the show. Right. Um, and so we'll see if that changes now, again, that we have a more diverse um, group of people who are participating mm-hmm. in it. Um, but that's interesting that out of all the, all of the diversity on the TARDIS, that that isn't part of it. Right. You know, out of all of the diverse representation we've had on the TARDIS, I do not think, at least we have not had anybody who was openly Jewish. Right. And, and talked about being Jewish and observed, you know, the holidays and et cetera, right. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when that occurred to me um, was when uh, I remember th- thinking that at some point, like, why has there not been any Jewish people on the TARDIS? And I'm like, you know, I think at the back of my mind, I was like, oh, maybe they don't want to get into religion. But now that I look back, well, no, they constantly in got into religion. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh, uh, what's so why the deal? Not this? Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, my biggest takeaway from seeing um like from from actually seeing the show now from through this lens and in fact all of British American British and American media through this lens, I think that Doctor Who has done really well in terms of separating out the things that make us human yes. versus the things that um, that make us Christian yes, or yes. of a particular faith. Yes. And I think that that's great for people to see that, like, especially, you know, I, I was a little older when I came to any sort of, like, when I came to the reboot, mm-hmm. but, like, even at my age, it helped me out to see in the show the separation of belief, faith, and religion. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if I was a younger person, it would have helped much earlier. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I and, think... Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's a beautiful thing that what what we've been shown is that religion isn't the thing that's human. Mm-hmm. It is the desire to have something to believe in. Right. That's the human part that we all share. Right. You know? And so if we have nothing else that we can believe in together, we can believe in the doctor together. Yes. Oh, we believe in the doctor. We do. We do. We still, we still if anyone, do. <laughs> if anyone ever came to us and said, at this specific time, you have to say doctor, <laughs> no question, we would we definitely absolutely do it. <laughs> <laughs> and my prayer as a woman of faith is that the doctor who shows up for me will be David Tennant. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Jody. I yes, love her. I would. Lo- I would love Jody too. But if too. we get the version of the Doctor that we want, I'm praying <laughs> that David is the one who shows up for me when I call him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Have we said everything we have I to say so. about religion and faith? I think there's so much more we could say, which is why we oh, should we'll stop be back. now. <laughs> we'll be back. You know, none of these we we have not exhausted everything there is to say about any of the themes that we talk about. Yeah. So, you know, if we come back with part two, don't be shocked. But for <laughs> now, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But we have to. Yes. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.